Hello, and welcome to Getting It. The conversation where we try to understand life just that little bit more. My name's Dan. And my name is Saban. We're both medical students based in London. And this episode follows on from where we left last week's episode. Today, we discuss whether Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and other billionaires have too much wealth, and whether they should sell all their assets to solve world problems like world poverty more directly. Okay, so that makes me uh, think of a couple of questions I've got for you. Mm-hmm. Um, surrounding sort of, okay, using Jeff Bezos as an example. So we're saying that he's a good CEO, like a good leader in terms of the way he's grown Amazon, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of people would also argue that he puts that above the treatment of his employees, which can matter to um in a way, I mean, this isn't a topic I know much about, and you may not have an answer for that, but I was just curious to know your thoughts on that. Yeah, I've heard about this, and I mean, I can't really say too much. One, I've never really worked at Amazon or done anything. My brother actually applied for a job as a prime delivery driver, you know, so Ooh, you know, maybe okay. he'll be able to get some insight onto that. Yeah, you're going um, to get those dividends. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, in terms of how he treats his workers, I don't know if that's talking about like the way he like the kind of culture he enforces so that it affects workers lower down, like say in factories, or if that's referring to workers, like employees that work with him directly, like, you know, the high, the higher ups basically within the management of the company. So I don't know which one it's talking about. Um, I've, I, I've, I think it's about the people who work in the warehouses and stuff. Oh, right. Okay. Hmm. And it kind of, um, sorry to interrupt, but it kind of, I think, plays into a wider image of Jeff Bezos. Mm. Um, Again, just stuff I've seen on Twitter and through the internet, which is kind of that he, um, he's very, very wealthy, obviously. The richest, well, the second richest man in the world at the moment. Uh, No, I think he's back first again. Is he? Okay. It's it's basically going back and forth all the time because it's all based on Tesla stock price. So goes up and down with that yeah all oh, right okay um so with this dip he's yeah. back to top um so he yeah there's this sort of image of him being like um a wealth hoarder as well you know like he has so much money why does he not give more money away he could really solve some major issues in the world um and i think it's very fair to ask that question you know like mm. um why is he not mobilizing more of that money putting it to good causes um, I can see why that question would be asked. And I often think about that myself, like how much money would he be able to liquidate or set aside without it being detrimental to uh, Amazon, for example, and you know, able to make a really big difference in the world? Why does that not happen more? So it's a two-pronged question. One, the treatment of the employees. Mm. And secondly, why does Jeff Bezos not give more of his money away? Okay, so... Yeah, with regard to treatment of workers, like I said, I can't really comment on it because I haven't even looked into it or researched into it too much. But I guess I probably will do a lot more research into it now just to see what it's actually like or at least get some insights into it. I'm not trying to justify that the amount of money he has or because he's so successful and has grown a company and had impact on the world in certain ways that it justifies him being able to treat his workers badly. Never is that acceptable. But... Yeah, I, I don't know if it is true or how well substantiated the claims are. or And if they are, you know, well substantiated and it is true, well, you know, my my point that I'm trying to make about money isn't related to Jeff Bezos specifically. It's more about just wealth in general. Um, so how I, I can't really comment on his character because I just haven't, you know, listened to enough of him and how he works and stuff. But in terms of his intentions and notions, in terms of actually why he created the company and how he, you know, planned the company and stuff, I know he had pretty. He started. He had pretty simple 
goals initially and he just had extreme like extremely good foresight in terms of being able to predict things and was a good leader in that sense but whether that came at the cost of him treating his workers badly just by overworking them or stressing them out or being really harsh and yeah i i can't comment on that but if it is true i i don't really vibe with that oh and yeah okay so then going on to the second uh part of the question which was well he, he was let's just say around 185 billion or whatever i think his net worth was well, I know it's around 186 or something. So, yeah, along those lines. Yeah, so 186 billion. Oh, it's a huge amount. Like, you can't even comprehend how, how much that is. I guess to kind of put the scale of a million to a billion or, yeah, I think how long is a million seconds? A million seconds is like one week. So, yeah, just over a week, nearly yeah. two weeks. Okay, yeah, so a million seconds is two weeks. Do you know how long a billion seconds is? Tell I me. I think it's 37 years. Yes, if you just give me one second. Yeah, so I've uh, consulted the... Um, the internet? Yes, the internet. And um, yeah, so it's about 32 years. So oh, Okay, I was, it was either 32 or 37. Incredible um, perspective, though. That's that's the best one for me for visualization of wealth. Look, 11, you know, because we can chuck out a million. We can chuck out a billion in our head and yeah. just think that's a huge amount of money. He, this person has 50 million, this person has 50, 50 billion. But a million being 11 days, a billion being over 30 years, they're incomparable. So Jeff Bezos has 180 billion as his net worth. Yeah. But what does that mean, his net worth? Oh, good question. Um, ju just to help put that quantity into scale again, I, th I saw a TikTok when this whole kind of just Bezos cancel culture was coming around. Um, it was a, a TikTok of like these people, this person had like grains of rice. Like if one grain of rice is this much, and then it was like, this is like 1 million this is like 10 million, this is 1 billion, and this is 186 billion. It's like a huge pile of rice compared to everything else. I'll try and find that TikTok and then link it in the uh, show notes because I that's another that's a more visual way to kind of understand the scale. Um, but your question about what is net worth. So Jeff Bezos and like Elon Musk and you know all these high net worth individuals having hundreds of billions as their net worth, they don't have this sitting in their bank account. They don't just have access to this cash. Quite an interesting point is that Elon Musk doesn't have any salary from Tesla. He 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 gets paid in stock options into Tesla, and so that's why his net worth is just rising with Tesla. Um, but he doesn't actually have any cash in his account. He actually, I think, he pays his, for his daily expenses, like his normal living expenses, with loans because also he can he's leveraged to be able to take out like huge loans because of his net worth. <laughs> um, and that's the thing that net worth, well, the, the good thing with these people having so much net worth is the amount of leverage that they have. That, that, I'll get onto that later. But what this basically means is all of his assets. So that means stuff like his house. I guess in the UK, most people's net worth is in their house if they own a house. So house, savings, cash in your bank account and stuff, but also investments. So investments into anything, whether it be in bonds, whether it be in stocks and shares. So you can't just trade the share for, like, I can't buy a pizza with one, sh like 0.03 shares of Tesla or something. It just doesn't work like that. You'd have to sell out, he so or Jeff Bezos would have to sell out of his stake in Amazon. I think he owns around 11% of Amazon is his total ownership, which is still the largest position. I think it's 11%. I, I, I can't remember. So he'd have to sell out of that to actually have that cash in his hand. Obviously, not all of it all of his 186 billion net worth is as a result of Amazon stock. Obviously, a lot of it is, but he also has other investments. He's, 
he also invests invests his cash in other companies most likely i don't know what they are if he does have any he he almost certainly has some holdings some is probably in treasuries bonds probably other things like gold like other assets and he has another company like blue origin that's space yeah that's his space company what is it with billionaires making space companies Elon Musk, jeff bezos they're like yeah let's mess around in space um i guess they can it's like weird flex but okay but um yeah so he doesn't have access to this cash so i guess that kind of well okay so he could have access to that cash so when you see you're trading to onto a robin hood robin hood account you see that green you're like yeah man i'm in the green i've got these profits you don't have those profits those are unrealized gains when you click sell now that cash is in your account now you have those profits so these are unrealized gains and his net worth is and your net worth t- is tied to all the assets that you own stocks being one of them and for the ceos of these big companies they tend to at least if they're the founders they tend to have the majority or like a large amount of holding in these companies to the point where they are the largest shareholder in a particular company and the reason they want to keep that is so that they can have they can maintain ownership of the company in terms of being able to make decisions yeah because when it comes to shareholders and shareholder votes and stuff they have the biggest influence because they own most like the largest portion of the company so when you're the primary shareholder obviously that gives you a lot of power exactly and if you liquidate or if you sell those shares then you've lost your influence in the company yeah so if Jeff Bezos then sells out of his, say even half of it, then I don't think he'll be the largest shareholder in Amazon. And now his power and influence in terms of being able to make decisions goes down dramatically. And this is a major point because it's because of his decision-making and his aggressiveness and being ambitious and trying like all of these endeavors, say with like AWS, people are like, what the hell AWS? Like, And then... Yeah, people were just like, what, what are you doing? And I was like, if you're a new startup company and you don't host your stuff on AWS, you're like laughed at. <laughs> um, so that, that's like uh, Amazon Web Services, if, if you don't know that. People don't, a lot of like general consumers of Amazon and stuff don't really know that side of it. And that generates a lot of revenue for them. So it's almost like a, another company. And Amazon, companies like Elon Musk, companies like Elon Musk. I mean, I would invest in Elon Musk if I could, to be fair. Um, companies like Amazon and Tesla are basically like a hundred, if not like a thousand startups in a single company because they are innovating to a different level so much. And this requires a lot of capital to be able to just burn. Um, And it requires really aggressive decision-making and forethought and like foresight, like just being able to be like, nah, man, the market's going to move in this way or, you know, the internet is going to scale up like this and Elon Musk took advantage of that. And Elon Musk uh, and and Jeff Bezos seeing uh, like how he could scale out Amazon. He had this whole thing of Prime and everything and just doing one day delivery. He had this from the get-go in his head, basically. Not many people have that. And now if he loses his majority ownership in, or like his the, the largest stake in Amazon, then he loses a lot of that power in being able to make those kind of decisions. Even if you are still the CEO, I mean, he's not the CEO anymore, actually, since mm. he resigned. So that was pretty interesting. Um, but he's still on the main, like, you know, managing... Uh, like board of directors basically I, I can't remember what he stepped down to um but he could could he not be doing more still to um because i mean he still has i'm sure he has a lot of funds available still mm-hmm. compared to the normal person could he still not be doing more you know i think that's the point that a lot of people make it's not that he has 
well, first of all, I think it's clear that, you know, it's not just that he has $150 billion, for example. If if he if he spent $150 billion on tackling world hunger and mm. um, eradicating a few diseases with vaccination programs, um, he'd still have 30 or $40 billion left, which is enough for so many lifetimes. But even aside from that, with the money that... So it's clear that that's not... Um, you've already explained why that, that's not possible. Um, but... Basically, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, he, so he, say if he did sell, like, why doesn't he just sell it and solve all of these problems in the world? He could either A, do that, or could he not also just um, make $1 billion available and do mm. a lot with $1 billion? If that kind of y makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah, this is always a hard one to argue, but I guess you have to see, like, almost, you almost have to see the other side of it. That sounds so bad. I probably shouldn't phrase it like that. Um, and I don't mean it like that. But these these people like so like we're always going back to the two richest people, Bezos and Musk. <clears throat> the the companies that they're involved in and which has w these companies which have skyrocketed their net worth, these companies are making massive change to the world. The way we live is different. Like a couple of episodes or like a few episodes ago, we were mentioning like with a what's it called the the black friday sales and stuff there was a delay in delivery times and i at first i was shook i was like why is it going to be longer than one day delivery and then i kind of recollected my thoughts and i was like why am i irritated that it's not going to be one day delivery mm. i shouldn't be irritated really like that's such a kind of capitalist mindset like oh i want it now instant gratification i want it now like instant kind of stuff there's no patience in, yeah. in anything like it used to be which is probably a more normal way of living he influenced the world with this kind of thing, or at least the Western world. I guess they're kind of expanding in other, you know, say developing countries and stuff in other parts of the world. But say in the UK and um, and the US, like one day delivery, I think in the US is a two day delivery guarantee or something. In the UK it's one day, I guess, just because it's smaller, it's a lot easier. That's changed the way we buy things. And obviously in a situation like the coronavirus pandemic that we're in, being able to just buy things online, if there wasn't a, such a big company and infrastructure like Amazon, I think we would be struggling just as an entire population a lot more in terms of being able to get certain goods or certain deliveries, right? Certain deliveries you can't like buy on Tesco delivery or something. And even the Tesco delivery service is slower and less efficient. This is different. I, I need something, I can just get it. My my brother actually bought, uh, so it was my sister's birthday recently. My, my brother bought a, a present for her um, on Amazon. So he just like boy on Amazon delivered it to her address as a gift. Um, he, so he ordered it the day before to arrive the next day with one day delivery. He ordered it like 11 AM. It arrived at her house on the same day at like 8 PM. Yeah. It's almost too quick. It ruined yeah. the surprise of the birthday yeah. present. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is the impact he's made in that kind of sense. Like you're using Amazon Prime. A lot of apps, I've said this before. So I use Notion. If if I was to boycott Amazon or something, I would have to stop using Notion because they host their entire thing or at least a decent amount of it on AWS. Loads of companies host a lot of their web services and stuff that needs to be hosted somewhere on the internet on Amazon servers. What do we do then? Do we just stop using everything if we don't want to provide any cash flow to them when the people like boycott Amazon and stuff? So yeah, Amazon Prime, a lot of people use it. So people like call him out for this, but then also have Amazon Prime memberships. So it's a bit of a, you know, internal conflict that they'd have to solve there. So he's bringing up in like, okay, 
I'm just going to ignore, say if he is actually treating his workers badly, because I, I don't know, I haven't looked into it. Let's just say that we can say that this has brought out a net kind of positive effect, right, on the world. So this is the way he's bringing it out. And people will be like, yeah, but we don't need this kind of instant delivery. Like, what's so great about it? Like, I mean, it has positives and negatives, right? Everything does. I guess a better example is Elon Musk, right? With everything that he's doing. I think when he actually became the richest man in the world, he changed his... Um, uh, he, he changed his pinned tweet. It's not his pinned tweet anymore. And it was basically someone back in 2018, he messaged, this was back in 2018. I, I don't know what Elon Musk's net worth was, but it was a lot lower than it is right now. Someone even tweeted Elon Musk then saying, um, oh, like you're so wealthy, you have so much money, you should give it away or something. And then, I don't know, the original tweet is deleted, so I can't see it. But then Elon Musk replied saying, you should ask why I would want money. Um, this is Elon Musk. The reason is not what you think. Very little time for recreation. I don't have vacation homes or yachts or anything like that. About half my money is intended to help problems on the earth and half to help establish a self-sustaining city on Mars to ensure continuation of all of life of all species in case earth gets hit by a meteor like the dinosaurs or World War Three happens and we destroy ourselves. So to do something like that is incredibly ambitious. Uh, that Even that's an understatement to go to Mars, set up a civilization there. You need an insane amount of capital to do that. Like he, like, and you need a lot of cash or just, you know, a lot of net worth assets to be able to leverage out loans and investments to be able to do this and burn cash for a long time before a company becomes profitable. Tesla has only recently over the last year become like consistently profitable. Although, you know, people argue about, you know, their tax credits and stuff like that that they're selling and that's going to go away but anyway they're becoming consistently profitable now loads of these tech startups when they start off are always not profitable all, most startups are all, almost always not profitable but they need investments right that's where these seed investors these angel angel investors come in to just give them money because they believe in the product or the service they're providing would be beneficial or you know at least make money and then they'll make more money off that but elon musk has put loads of his own wealth with spacex right um which he's also doing and that's kind of the mission to actually get to mars and create all of the like the infrastructure on mars and stuff and just the transportation to get there Elon musk has put so much of his network or like his assets and just stuff on the line spacex was going to get burned they were on the last rocket ship they could literally just blow up and like burn um because they they were running out of money they were going to go bankrupt if it didn't happen the dude made a reusable rocket uh, if you're going to tell me that he doesn't need a lot of money to be able to do that, they burn through billions and billions to be able to do that. And he put a lot of his own money, I'm pretty sure, I might be incorrect, but I'm pretty sure he put a lot of his asset or his net worth or cash on the line for that. If he didn't have that, he couldn't do that. And now he's made spaceflight a lot cheaper. And what he's doing to actually provide, you know, more positive or, you know, more stable cash flow for SpaceX is Starlink. That's going to provide high speed, low latency internet, you know, hopefully to the entire world, basically. Well, I think it's like 93% of the world's surface. So that's even on boats and stuff. So in the middle of the sea, which you don't typically get high speed internet right now. Um, but more importantly, certain parts, like say across certain parts of Africa or even still certain parts of India, India is on the like, other end of the curve where, you know, they've hit that part where they're getting a lot of reliable internet. And so, yeah, Elon Musk is basically unlocking this entire world to these people who just didn't have access to probably the greatest resource in history. So he's providing that for them. So he's providing good in a different way. So you might get these extremely intelligent people in certain, you know, areas of the world where they just don't have access either to the internet or the services or whatever to do to utilize 
their skills in a way that could get expanded or get noticed and stuff. Whereas now these people, you know, if Starlink gets up and running and is reliable and stuff, works out, it'd open up a whole new world um, for those people and to us as well. Yep. So, yeah, okay, the internet isn't a necessity. What about food and water and poverty and that kind of stuff? 100%, like, valid argument. Um, and, yeah, it's that's why a lot of these billionaires like you know warren buffett has put on his will that he, all of his money is going to go to charity i don't know which one exactly there's the pledge right the pledge among the top billionaires yeah yeah something like that um i guess it's the bill and melinda gates foundation is sometimes controversial or whatever i guess with bill gates and but you know he's done a lot of philip philanthropy and stuff with vaccines i guess but again people find that controversial i don't know because i haven't read into it so i'm just going to say you know he's potentially done this maybe he's not and maybe done some bad things as well i don't know but you know these people are still donating money to these kind of causes but the accumulation of wealth happens over time and it's a compounding thing so as your money gets bigger it's as your net worth gets bigger it becomes easier to increase it even more right so you've got more capital exactly so it kind of makes sense that they kind of hold on to it and go on the endeavors that they're doing like Elon Musk with spacex creating reusable rockets that is like okay i, I think making a reusable rocket i think when they first initially said like some people like man it's impossible don't even try it's like trying to throw a pen in it land straight up and if you didn't think about the physics like yeah it's extremely difficult people would just thought it was impossible but you know where there's a will, there's a way. So he, he managed to do it. Um, and that's going to make it cheaper and everything. I, I mean, I'm just going on about it. But he needs a yeah a, a lot of capital to kind of... I can't remember the point I was saying, but... Um, it, it was why they can't sell off their wealth. So they have to keep the wealth to be able to have the facilities to change, make changes. Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah, why, why doesn't Elon Musk just sell everything right now and just, you know, end world poverty or, or something? Um well, one he can get he can get even more wealth. I, like if there's going to be a trillionaire, I think he might. He, he's a person right now who has the chance to get to become a trillionaire. I'd say because of the, like we're still only at the inflection point for things like Tesla in terms of and his and thereby Elon Musk's net worth going up. Um, yeah, so that means it's going to rise even more. So if he just sold everything out now, then that's it. It's capped at 180 something billion or whatever. Let's just say 200 billion, okay, maxed out. Uh, what if that actually became like a trillion or something? Well, okay, okay, a trillion's extreme because that's so hard. A billion was hard enough to imagine. A trillion, oh my God. But okay, let's even say that becomes 500 billion. That, that's like two and a half times the amount of money. And at that scale, that's huge, absolutely huge. I mean, so, Elon Musk's already worth roughly in uh, similar amount of money as the GDP of New Zealand. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, these kind of comparisons are funny, but like GDP and net worth, like they, they're slightly different, but yeah, exactly. It, it's insane with that, that amount of money, but he can make that, he can make even more money or like increase his net worth even more. And what you see with all of these, yeah, invest billionaire, like not investors, just billionaire people is that they tend to just write it in their will that all of their money is going to go to a set of charities or go to certain companies that are going down these causes, right? Um, so it doesn't necessarily always have to be direct charity, say like directly acting to provide housing or something. If it's if they invest it into a company that is developing a technology that can 
make building a house easier, right? It's good to invest in that because it will save costs and make it easier, right? But then people will say, but if they just gave all of their money right now, they could literally end it right now instantly. I mean, I don't know. I haven't looked at the calculations and I'm sure the picture is probably bigger than that. Um, again, my stance on this is still fairly naive. Um, and I definitely understand that if it, if it was actually just possible, like to actually just do that and it would actually be sustaining, then like, just do it. That, that, that would be my stance. So your stance is, it's not that they shouldn't be, uh, doing more good with their money, but it's just that they may, might not have the capacity to do as much good as some people think they could do, if that makes sense. No, I'm saying, I'd say Elon Musk is still doing good. Solar yes, energy, so, renewable energies, he's saving the planet. And so, then... so Elon Musk is a bad example. I, I'm, I'm saying more like billionaires who just have a bunch of money and like um, <laughs> and uh, who are not using that money for, because Elon Musk is fairly unique in the aims that he has kind of compared mm -hmm. to, um, for example, billionaires who just have accumulated that through their family and stuff. Uh, yeah, okay, fine. That's different. I, I, I'm mostly referring to these people who have kind of like in air quotation marks, earned it in terms of like these companies or they invested wisely and stuff. Yeah, if they just have a lot of money just sitting around, say, for inherent, inheritance, unless if they're literally just sitting on it just for the sake of sitting on it, yeah, I, I don't think that's good. I, I think they should actually donate it out or at least, like, like I said, invest it into these companies, help these companies that are trying to make positive change in, in these certain areas, say, um, you know, certain like, medications or new technologies that, that could help, you know, take people out of poverty or, you know, take plastic out of the sea and stuff. So yeah, investing into those companies are still doing good, right? So then I guess with, yeah, Elon Musk, he's, I guess that's probably why people don't hate Elon Musk as much. I guess there's also that notion that he's just a normal guy memeing on Twitter. He literally, he literally tweeted, and I love saying, a wise man once tweeted, he who controls the memes controls the world. Tweeted by Elon Musk. Oh my God. Um, he, he didn't actually say a wise man. I, I'm adding that. Um, so yeah, he who controls the memes controls the world. He's just memeing on Twitter. He's gone on the whole Doge, uh, Doge, Dogecoin thing as well recently. Um, and he's just a normal kind of down to earth guy. And he seems with the people, even in the investing side of things, he's like, yeah, if he brings SpaceX public or Starlink public or whatever, he's going to like guarantee some of those IPO shares to the retail investors, like the people who already have Tesla shares and supported them. And quite a decent amount of people, just normal people have invested in Tesla from quite early on. And they're like, yeah, we're going to prioritize some shares for these people. Whereas usually the people get access to these really early shares that are, you know, those are the ones that you make like 100x, 300x on your money kind of thing, which these big institutional investors and banks get access to, but normal guys like us don't. But even he's kind of rooting for us. It's like, you guys have supported us, so we're going to give you access to these shares if he does bring it public and who knows when that will be. But yeah, so pe people like him for that and people can relate to him because he is kind of relatable. The dude made a flamethrower because he wanted to. Yeah. Uh, he's joking around like his boring company. Oh yeah, the boring company as well. Forgot about that one. Oh uh, yeah, and he also saw the whole thing with PayPal. Like, dude, dude kind of deserves the money at this point. <laughs> Change the way like online transactions. People back then were like, what do you mean online transactions? People aren't going to do this. Uh, well, how they were wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I'm basically like fangirling Elon Musk, but I, I guess in terms of what he has done and he kind of requires that money to do these new ambitious stuff like SpaceX and keep going with that and just destroying ship after ship. I guess they have good investments now in SpaceX and good cash. I don't know about cash flow, but you know, they, they have solid investing in that and you know, it's much more sustainable and they're going to do that with Starlink. But 
yeah, they, 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 I feel like they should only sell their money, uh, sell their stakes and stuff and give it to uh, like just straight to the direct causes. If that's better than what they can currently use their wealth for, I mean, it's like, I'm saying like, oh, providing money to give food for those starving is uh, if you can do something better than that. Like that, that's not what I'm saying. I just don't have the vocab or the eloquence to try and explain what I'm actually meaning. Um, I guess we're talking on like large scale terms and stuff because there are still inefficiencies in getting money, say to build houses and then having to get that. And if you just gave the money, like just straight out, people are like, oh yeah, if you like, you can just get all the money that they printed out like this year because of the corona or like last year because of coronavirus virus pandemic, if they just kind of gave that level of money to everyone, then everyone would be out of poverty and stuff. But then it's like, this comes out to the whole universal basic uh, income kind of thing. Is that sustainable? Like, again, there, there's a lot of debates and, you know, a lot of discussion around it. Okay, if you just gave everyone money and now they're out of poverty, that doesn't really solve the problem entirely because you need to create a sustaining system, like a self-sustaining like economy to actually sustain it. You give them the money once. Okay, now they have a house. Now they have a food for a certain amount of time. They need to still generate some kind of cash flow to continue with that, right? Mm -hmm. I guess it is a big thing to actually get them out of that, out from under the poverty line and into proper housing, proper food, proper education and stuff. But it still needs to be sustaining in some way. Uh, man, this makes me sound like I'm against this kind of like donating to char charity and stuff, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Um, uh, it's just hard, hard to word, but I think there is the other side to the argument, which I'm probably not doing a good job of explaining where, you know, okay, they can accumulate even more wealth and then it makes sense for them to carry on with their endeavors that are doing, bringing up positive change and that can't be done unless they had all of this wealth and capital to be able to take on these endeavors and innovations and uh, ambitions. And then a lot of the time, yeah, they will just kind of give their money to charity when they pass away because they can't utilize it. And I don't know how many people can use it better, like utilize it better than these people. So yeah, I've rambled on for a lot of time. What, what do you think? Uh, that That's kind of my viewpoint on it. But yeah, if there, if it, if it was like confirmed, like you can legit just give all the money um, and provide all the resources, like say food, water, shelter, education, everything, um, all, all the basic needs, right? If you give that and it just solves world poverty in every single way and it, you can also make it sustainable and keep it going. And so it doesn't just become relativistic. So then now the bottom of the batch is still in relative poverty to the top, mm -hmm. right? If that doesn't happen and you can just do that, then, then I'd say just do that, right? But I don't know, I think it's a lot more nuanced than people just say, oh, if we had this, then like this much money, then we could do all of this. I, I think there's still a, a bit more nuance to it, but that doesn't take away from the fact that everyone, you know, if, if you have the means to, should be donating to these more directly charitable causes, like, you know, the people who are oppressed or in poverty and, and whatnot. I think it's a question of some of these topics on the surface, it can seem like someone's doing a really bad thing, but then if you read a little bit more into it, it becomes clear that it's really complex, if that kind of makes sense. Mm. Again, like um, in the previous episode, <laughs> when we were talking about Robin Hood and them stopping everyone from investing during the up curve on, um, on, with GameStop, it could well be that they did that with bad intentions. Yeah. But um, we also have to accept that we don't know the full extent of it. 
And so when we're thinking about um, why doesn't Jeff Bezos, you know, make more of his money available? Why doesn't he um, spend a hundred billion on uh, this giant project to, you know, eradicate the a disease? Um, on my end personally, I I don't know if that's feasible. If that is feasible for him to do, then of course he should be doing that. And it's it's really bad that he's not doing that. But I also appreciate that it's probably a lot more complex, and that he doesn't um, have the maybe maybe he he doesn't have the capacity to do that. I don't know. It, it's really really difficult. But yeah, that's kind of my stance on it. Is that um, they should as a billionaire, you have the responsibility to serve society as much as you can. I mean, even the fact that you can make a billion uh, dollars or pounds in this world is is crazy, right? The fact that one person can accumulate that much wealth. Um, when I say it's your responsibility to serve society, okay, technically it's not your responsibility because, you know, you didn't ask for that. You just happened to accumulate a lot of money. But I'm saying as a human being, you should want to be helping other people. You know, you've got more money than you could possibly um, want to do anything. You can't possibly spend all of that money. So if you have literally uh, a billion available, then of course you should be using that to help as many people as possible. My point is that I'm wondering whether that's actually, it's not, it's not as simple as you just have a billion available, basically. Yeah. yeah, I think so. If people go on like at these high net worth individuals saying like, oh yeah, sell out, sell out some of your assets to provide the money for this, then you should look to Apple. I think Apple actually have 200 billion just actually in their bank account, like in cash. They don't know what to do with that money. <laughs> They're like, what the hell do we do? Um, they, they actually have that cash at hand, basically just sitting there. I mean, it's a two point something trillion dollar company. They have that cash that, you know, no matter how much R&D they do, they probably aren't going to use all of that cash in any one go. Um, so I guess it'd be better to kind of say like, oh man, Apple should, Apple should have the Apple charitable fund or something where they they start going down these endeavors. But yeah, I guess they're, they're keeping it for investments, reinvestments. Into, I guess as a company, you have different requirements for your money and, you know, they can't just give it out, right? I, I guess um, I guess in theory they could, but in reality, probably not. But yeah, I, I think it's a sticky issue. And I still haven't thought my, th like formulated my thoughts properly around it. And I need to do a lot more research and reading into the, you know, key targets for actually solving th these problems that we have with, with in the world, such as certain diseases that are um, like epidemic within certain areas or certain regions, food, water, shelter, that kind of stuff. I also really agree with what you said about the importance of not just giving a country a bolus of money because the, Inflation. the problem is, <laughs> um, but even the, the problem being that um, you want to make sustainable change, right? So if I said to you, um, okay, here's a billion, help the most people you can. Um, we'd have to think you can't just um, pay for a bunch of people's dinners for six months, right? You can't just pay for a few hundred million people to eat nice food for a few months. It's I mean, about that is literally what they're doing right now, you know, with these stimulus checks. Mm. Well, I, I guess they're not being given money. They're just creating, printing, the, printing the money in inverted commas. But, but it's about... Um, uh, and I know this isn't groundbreaking information, this is very well known, but the mo the best thing to do is to um, help build infrastructure and maybe even education systems in countries where you have a generation of very capable people who can then 
focus on restructuring a country that's been weakened for for various reasons. And that's a lot more complex to navigate, right? So yeah, what I'm saying is what I would be doing with that billion would be I, I would try and I have to spend a lot of time researching and then think, no, I'm not just going to donate this blindly, but I'm, I have to think, um, what what can you do? Is that building roads? Is that building a good transport system in a country so that they can improve their facilities with trade? And then that mm. can build up the infrastructure and open up a lot of jobs and then pull, pull up um, people in society so that the average income rises. Then people are buying things more mm. and then people can afford an education better. And if you help subsidize the education system, then you've got a whole generation of people who have degrees now and can build up an engineering industry and like it's so complex yeah. you know it's, it's not as simple as just i'm going to give that country a billion so i can i can completely understand how the answer to a lot of these questions that i'm asking you know why why does jeff bezos not do more with his money it's not as simple as just oh he's a terrible guy and he refuses to help anyone it's more just that to imp to, to to bring in something really long-term sustainable is a really difficult thing to do and um yeah, that, that's not making excuses because uh, I think I've said it five or six times now, but um, it could be the case that Jeff Bezos is just hoarding a lot of money that um, he wants to buy some crazy super yacht. And um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that kind of just rounds it off nicely. It's a nice kind of summary as to what would probably actually be required to make something self-sustaining. But again, I guess I have to do a lot more reading into it to kind of inform myself more as to what we can do, even with small amounts of wealth. Um, and to continually donate to charity um, for all sorts of causes. Um, in terms of talking about charity and, you know, the more ethical side of wealth accumulation and stuff, I, I did want to talk about, you know, Islam's view on wealth and, you know, when it's good, when it's bad, and is it just inherently bad to have wealth and stuff? Um, but, I mean, it's getting pretty late, so we'll probably record it next week. So it will be the, the episode after this one, <laughs> hopefully. So... I guess we'll just leave it at that for now. And I guess we'll talk into some of the more Islamic side of what, what Islam says on money next week. Thank you very much, Saban. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode of Getting It. If you enjoyed this episode or didn't, then feel free to leave us a rating and review on the Apple Podcasts app or on the Apple Podcasts website. We'd love to hear your thoughts, ideas, or questions about anything we discussed. So feel free to email us at thoughts at gettingit.co.uk. You can also reach us on Twitter or Instagram at gettingit underscore pod. You can find all the links in the show notes.